part of the show where we talk about all of the problems because I call me a Debbie Downer, but mostly I'd like to talk about problems. <laughs> yeah, I, I would like to talk about problems for sure. But I do, I think before we talk about problems, I, I do want to say, talk about two hopefully very quick things, but we'll we'll see. Like my issue, I guess, with a lot of the conversations about people losing jobs is like, I think it's more than just an AI conversation. It, it's, it's, it has like other aspects like economics things that I personally obviously I'm not an expert in um, and the ideas I have are not necessarily you know the right ones and but you know like over time like over the last few decades or even century like a lot of jobs have been lost to autom- automation like you know I, I used to be a cashier but now you know they're all self-checkouts and I, I know people who who were still cashiers who were who literally lost their jobs. Um, But if we go back even further, you know, there used to be switchboard operators for telephones and there's like assembly line factory workers whose jobs have been automated, like bank tellers. Um, And, you know, even even when I was working in the hospitals uh, systems, we were automating pharmacists. Like we were replacing pharmacy equipment with automatic dispensing units that just like knows what exactly the patient needs by the press of a few buttons and it spits out, you know, it fills the prescription for you. And there's an argument to be made that like, you know, uh, the, these people are losing their jobs. Should we actually be doing this? But then the other side of the argument is, well, the hospital needs to save money and having a few less pharmacists and having to pay them and replacing a lot of their administrative work with these units is what we say we're saving taxpayer dollars because in Canada we it's funded by the government. So like that's why I think it gets into these conversations that I don't think I personally am qualified to answer uh, because it's more than just is AI stealing our jobs and should we be doing it is more so isn't this just the basic problem with this you know, with money in general, like people are always going to try to save money. So if there's a a machine that will do the work for less money, whether it's because it's AI or because it's a automating a cashier, like people are going to just choose that option. I don't know if that makes sense, but <laughs> yeah, no, I, um, I, Absolutely. Everything you said, like people are always going to choose the cheapest option. And I would go so far as to say that is the problem. That's the, that (laughs) is like capital T, capital P, the problem. (laughs) Yeah. I would say, I, 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 sorry, I think you had one more thing you wanted to say before we got got into the problems. Um, But I just wanted to share it. Like, basically, I think that the, uh, as always, the technology it's not the problem. People are the problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. There is actually one more thing I, I do want to say, but I think actually I can save it for a bit later because I just realized one of the things I want to say is just happens to be one of the problems. And I think we can get into that because it's a slightly different issue than than the money and the costs thing. <laughs> Great. Okay. So I would I would divide this into three major problems. Um one of them hasn't come up yet at all, so I'll, that might be what you're thinking of. So I'll save that one. Um, but we've kind of t- touched on two of these already. Um, so obviously one is uh, people suck. 
because here this, this whole idea of like this is going to take away people's jobs and people say like you know this there's so many possibilities for art creation out of using ai as a tool ai can help us in all these ways absolutely true however um also because people are terrible and corporations are terrible they will always choose the cheapest option even when it is worse um and when ai as ai gets to this point now that it's basically like indistinguishable um from human made art in certain degrees in certain in these limited capacities um then of course they're going to choose that because it's so much cheaper um and they don't care about people and i think that we'd have a lot fewer problems if um people actually just cared about each other enough to value human lives over dollars but unfortunately that is not the world we live in and so uh, that that is capital t capital p the problem yeah like it the, the problem is bigger than just art and and you know creative professionals and even though for for me personally you know it matters to be more because i happen to be in this industry but i think it's not just specific to us because i think one of the things that got me thinking you know, I'm reading these articles and obviously these like hot takes on Twitter, which are always fun um, like of people saying, oh, my God, this is like the death of um, artistry. Like this is a, a huge problem for creative people, for, you know, designers. And I'm like, it, it is. But really, it isn't just about us. Like, I would love it for it just to be about me. But <laughs> like. Unfortunately, it's not. There's just, unfortunately, there's just not much more to say about that aspect of it because it's just like, yeah, people are terrible. They're going to use technology in terrible ways. What? Are, that's not about art. That's just about people. Yeah, and I, I think, like, personally, I'm, I'm even, I'm more concerned about AI than just taking our jobs. Like, oh yeah, for sure. Like, we're gonna die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm just like. If it keeps going in this direction, they're going to just eliminate us and there's nothing we can do about it. Yeah, there's just that does also scare me really badly. But literally, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Be polite to my Alexa? I don't even have an Alexa. (laughs) You know, it's just like I can't. I'm not in charge of this. Yeah, for sure. And actually, the other day, um, so I was driving a car, which I don't usually do, um, and I wanted to connect my phone with uh, with the car because you know I, I wanted to use Google Maps. And but in order for me to connect my phone to my car, my the car said you have to enable Siri, and I always have Siri disabled because I just am paranoid. Yeah. So, and I'm like. I have never enabled Siri before. So I was like, oh my God. So like I had to go into settings, enable it manually and like speak into it. So it recognizes my voice, all that stuff. And then, you know, then I was able to drive this car and I was like, okay, Uh, all right. You know, for the sake of safety, I'll do it now. And when I came home, I immediately disabled it. But, but at some point I'm not going to be able to, do that or at least my I'm gonna make my life way more difficult by refusing to do that I think so anyway I don't I don't know I don't have a solution to that problem but yeah well getting aside from the 
existential dread of our age that we unfortunately have no control over nor any particular insights in besides being afraid uh maybe we move on to the other problems <laughs> yeah yeah so more problems it's okay. great um i want to say i want to sh- what i personally have identified as i would say main problem number two is the fact that these are algorithms that are trained on well, this problem is just about how people are bad again, but it's trained <laughs> on people. And as I pointed out earlier, that means that um, it is reinforcing the kinds of assumptions that are standard society, using so many air quotes here, but like the hegemonic society of like white, able-bodied, thin, straight, like all of these, all of these aspects um, are things that are going to get reinforced by these art creations um, because they are what is reinforced in sort of our mainstream society already. And, and AI art is just feeding into itself. Um, and I actually have a really specific example that I want to bring up here um, because I referenced Lensa earlier, which is that thing that, you know, everyone on Instagram is like getting these AI portraits made of them. Mm-hmm. They're, they're kind of creepy. Or by by kind of I mean very, but <laughs> they're like they're. I understand the appeal. They're like oh they're cool looking, but they're like a little. There's like a little creepy, a little uncanny valley. Um, but it's there's two things about this that are fascinating. I I haven't personally done it, but I read an article that was basically like a guide of like how it works if you sign up for the app. First of all, you know people are paying for these. They're like seven dollars. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's the thing is is that I find that the free software. AI are is still kind of bad. Like, uh, so there's a software called Crayon, which I actually um, I'll show you later. I actually I also used it to generate some funny things. But the free ones are way worse than the ones you do have to pay some money for. But the some money isn't a lot. Like, so two things with this: one, when you sign up at the app, you have to choose your gender. Um, you can choose other. Uh, you can choose male, male, female, or other, which is. It's still like, okay, whatever. Not great. <laughs> but also it like limits what you're allowed to do. So if you ch- if you choose that you're male, you can't get like the fairy princess render, like, oh. so, which is wild. A wild choice to limit it by gender like that. And then also, um, I don't know if you – this is just something I've personally noticed and I've seen a couple other people talking about. The women's portraits often end up being very weird – I've seen a lot of people who they ended up naked in their pictures, even though they put in pictures of them clothed, not pornographic, but like, so it's, you can't see their bodies, um, but it's like clearly like, it's like from the shoulders up, but they're not wearing a shirt. um, And so it's just like bare skin there, or like they are pictures where they are wearing a shirt, but it's like really heavy cleavage. It's just very misogynistic and objectifying and weird. And it's like, these aren't, and people are like, yeah, I just put in like very normal pictures of me and I ended up with these very objectified images. Yeah. I think like what you're describing is um, this term in computer science called garbage in, garbage out. Oh, yeah. um, (laughs) Yeah. And I, I don't, I can't find who coined it at first but it basically is the concept of like if you're putting like terrible like nonsense as inputs the outputs you're getting is not going to be any better and and it could be much worse it's a similar thing if you're training ai algorithms on with with humans and you're it's gonna adapt all the terribleness of humans and then some (laughs) possibly or or probably And, and i think you know there's 
ways we can, I guess, artificially try to make the AI more ethical. But again, it's humans deciding what's ethical. <laughs> and, you know, like, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work out the way we want. Yeah, like, I think this is this is definitely another another aspect of, of it. Like, uh, you know, eventually AI will learn enough, and if it learns to be like us, if we replicate human intelligence uh, and behavior, then we're going to create machines that are just as terrible as humans, which, you know, is, is another reason why I'm terrified. <laughs> so. Yeah. Actually, sorry, speaking of terrifying things, I just, um, uh, just to make this episode slightly more lighthearted <laughs> i'm going to uh just show you some stuff i made with crayon which is a free software which means the the stuff it makes is much more terrible um good good um so this is crayon trying to make two female podcasters looking at a blank canvas with money flying everywhere now we're talking <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, they're so horrible yeah um this one is a uh the next one i just put in is a broadway show um with doctor who finding van gogh and taking him to the present day this is this looks like it was made out of play-doh yeah and and actually so i I tried this one i tried different prompts um i actually originally wanted to make a playbill um but it, it didn't know how to do that. So I just was like, okay, just make make a Broadway show. <laughs> so this one is a little bit scarier. It, this is um, Cyber Flesh Girl Monster. This looks like a character from a Disney show. Like, isn't there... What's that What's that thing called? Descendants? She looks like she's from Descendants. Oh, I don't know anything about Disney <laughs> she's just, shows. She's very pink pink and purple but she's like funny looking oh, okay. like she's a little she's a cute little monster <laughs> the last one or i did i did a whole bunch of other ones but the last one i just thought was funny is um Amer i think oh yeah america if it was annexed by canada perfect no notes just slap the maple leaf on the american flag it's fine that's good so anyway the next ter the next thing is actually compared to the other things that we talked about and how terrible they are. The next thing, it probably isn't that big of a deal in comparison. But um, I do just kind of want to point out, because one thing that I have heard people like complain about as a problem is that like a lot of the AI bots are trained on assessing artworks and, and imagery that have been made by, by humans. And some people think that they're obviously not crediting, crediting any of the artists whose images that have been absorbed into the algorithm. And so, you know, there is that concern about copyright and, and plagiarism, which we discussed in a previous episode about um, Andy Warhol. And so, again, I think this is a, this is more of a, co a copyright question. So th that's why I feel like many of these problems it starts with an ai problem then it's like no this is just a society problem <laughs> like because again it, it the the idea of making iterative art based on another artist's work uh, or or multiple other artists works and then you 
yeah, making a derivative of that and not necessarily e- either crediting or paying a licensing fee to someone else isn't just a problem for AI. <laughs> it's a problem for all kinds of people. Um, but I think, again, th- th- this is just another issue, but that doesn't have a that doesn't have a solution. This is the third big problem that I have personally identified with AI art. So we have gotten here. Mm-hmm. I, 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 the copyright of it all. And this is why this is my thought on this because I was I was thinking about the fact that we just recently talked about Andy Warhol. We both kind of were like, well, yeah, we kind of feel like this is fine, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I was really thinking to myself, like, what is the difference um, between an an algorithm using the inputs of copyrighted work uh, versus an artist using the input of copyrighted work to create a new thing. And I think that for me, the real sticking point here is the scale of it all. Because I and I, there are ongoing court cases about this, like people are like, hey, no. And so the (laughs) courts will decide ultimately where the legal line is drawn. And I don't even know if this is necessarily like a legal line that I'm talking about here because it perhaps ultimately it's viewed to be legally the same process. But to me, the idea of the scale of this makes it so much different because Andy Warhol taking a photo and and changing that photo around and creating a silkscreen print out of it, it's arguable like if that co- it's copyright infringement or not because it is transformative, um, but it is still using a direct image, like all that. If an AI does the same thing, they can do that an infinite number of times. And so it's it's not about an individual or even an artist collective or whatever, or like the, the idea of drawing inspiration from various things throughout your whole life. Like people do that. People synthesize everything that they've ever seen in their whole lives, everything they've experienced, and that's how they create their art. Um, and I get all of that, but we can all... Like we ha- we can have these conversations on a fil- philosophical level or like a legal level, but we can all agree that it's not the same, right? Like in our heart of hearts, like base level of your stomach, it's not the same because when a human does that, they're doing it themselves. They're doing it on a scale that is understandable. They're doing it in a way that it cannot be done by anyone else because they are a unique person. And Artificial intelligence, even as we go forward and the output of those intelligence becomes indistinguishable from the output, at least to the untrained eye, the output of human intelligence, we know it's different. (laughs) I think this is one aspect that I think we may not have the same position in because I don't think I necessarily, well, sorry, let me back up. I do agree in many cases, at least right now, it is different. Like an AI bot is not the same as a human and they're like built in very different ways and, and how, how, you know, how they behave and, and the way they exist as a being is very different than, than a person. I guess the difference is, And I don't know if we've talked about this before, but if an AI gets to a point where it's, I want to say like sentient, where it's actually conscious of its own existence, like I, and I, I personally don't think any of them are, but I could totally be wrong and they could all be sentient and listening to us right now and 
plotting um, as we speak. But but I do think like if they become so intelligent that they become sentient and aware of their own existence, there is no reason to think that they they can be similar to us in a way that they're also conscious beings with their own thoughts and processes and unique properties in the same way that you said that, you know, all humans are are unique people. We have different life experiences that make who we are. Well, but I, I think that those are, t- I think that we're talking about two different things though, because I mean, I know I made a reference to the idea of like the output being indistinguishable, but I was very care- I was careful to say the output because I'm saying that, that what we have, what what exists now, is not consciousness. It's not. It is. We can. It's called artificial intelligence, but it is not intelligence the same way that humans are intelligence. And so, it cannot create its own unique experiences the way that humans can create their own unique experiences. Even though both both processes are include like the input and the synthesis of information in order to create a new output um, and perhaps even direct inspiration or remixing of things that already exist. It just, it just is a different thing. And in the case where we have like actually truly sentient artificial intelligence, I have a lot of questions. Like why would anyone do that? Just (laughs) simply don't do that. I, I just, I don't understand this. Oh, can we make consciousness? Why do you want to? We already have that. People have that. We're good on that one. There are, Many movies those people need to watch first, which were warnings of just don't. <laughs> Truly. So I, I totally understand what you're saying about like the idea of like uh, a true sentience um, means that this is like a whole different question. Um, totally. But I'm saying for like now, as it exists now, I just can't like even, even if like the courts decide that legally there's no difference between human remixing and algorithmic remixing in my bones. It's different. (laughs) Yeah. And certainly I would say I would agree with that. Like the current state of what AI is, and again, I could be wrong, but in the near future and by near, I mean within the next few months, because I'm not going to predict any further. Oh yeah. God, (laughs) maybe tomorrow the robots will take us all. We don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, I, I, I do think it is it is fundamentally different and, and you can't view the AI right now as the same way as a human. Yeah. And, and again, personally, I have no like say in the debate of the legalities of copyright. That's up to those those you know, legal judges, people. <laughs> so and even though we played Supreme Court justice a few weeks ago. But um, I, I will say, like, what, what you just said did remind me of something. Um, I saw a video recently um, by John Green on Vlogbrothers, and the title of the video is AI Tells Me If AI Will Write Novels. Um, and I think, you know, I'll have you and, and the listeners, like, you know, watch this video at your own leisure. But one thing he did talk about in there, or actually two things he did talk about in there that I thought was interesting. One is... Um, he actually did say like the thing that scares him more actually isn't AI being made to be more like humans, but more like humans made to be more like machines. So, and, and in the video, he provides a little bit of context for, for like, you know, for that particular thought and why that is a concern. It just reminded me of that while we're talking about, you know, AI becoming more like human. 
But the other thing that's really funny is, so in it, a part, again, just like Sammy's article from before, a part of this Vlogbrothers article was written by an AI. And the AI in the video writes a script basically saying, oh, don't worry. Like, don't worry about AI. Like, we we can never write a book, like, as great as a human. And it's it's not the same. And there is just no concern. That we should, that authors shouldn't be afraid, you know, they're going to lose their jobs. And John Green was just saying, like, you know, compared to Sammy's AI, which said, oh, AI may be smarter than us. It's like, it, in a way, is a little bit scarier. An AI telling you, don't be afraid. We're not going to be as smart as you. You were totally, you're totally fine compared to an AI saying, no, we're going to, we're going to take over and we're going to destroy you. Like the one that is trying to tell us to do not be afraid is a lot more concerning. I, yeah, both of them are so creepy. I yeah. don't want AI to have an opinion on itself at all. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that. We have had a quite, a wide-ranging uh, conversation on this today. Yeah, it definitely strikes a different tone than it did three years ago. Because now it's this combination of like, we're not talking about if it's art or not. We don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't care. Everything's happening all at once. <laughs> yeah, I. I think before we were just like, haha, so funny. These artworks are so ugly, and yeah, of course people are gonna buy them because a computer made it. And now we're like, we're gonna die. <laughs> so. I can definitely envision a near future where it's like, you know how. Um, you shouldn't buy from Amazon and you should buy from indie bookstores instead um, because Amazon has artificially low prices that uh, that's that's not a fair price for the book. The indie bookstore has a fair price for the book, but then Amazon trains you to think that the indie bookstore is too expensive. This is the whole thing. I feel passionate about indie bookstores. I'm literally working libraries like this is I have a lot of strong feelings about this. So obviously, mm-hmm. um, but <laughs> I this is yeah. where I feel like this is going where it's going to be like the same kind of vibe, but for like human made art versus artificially intelligent, artificial intelligence made art where it's like, oh, you know, it's like it's basically the same thing. But, you know, you pay a little bit more and you get like the real human stuff and like I just I can just see that becoming normalized much in the way that the whole Amazon situation is normalized and I I hate how realistic that feels. <laughs> yeah, it is. And and I guess like the silver lining if there's any which there probably isn't any and I'm just grasp, grasping at straws here. Um cuz I guess compared to the other examples I gave about like jobs being replaced by automation, like there's no one as far as I know, that is paying a telephone operator to actually, like, do that now. Because, like, no one is like, oh, I miss, like, the physical, like, or the the human touch of when I pick up a telephone and an actual operator is switching me and plugging something from one to the other. Whereas there is, in terms of art, like, in a way, I think there will always be some people who just prefer a hand, human, handmade thing that they are willing to pay a little bit more for someone to to do that um again it's gonna be a lot less than right now because there's plenty of people who really don't care but at least people like that will exist whereas compared to like i don't really think yeah i i don't really think someone's like oh i wish that this 
this cup was made by like an and like well actually sorry it, it people will say i wish this cup was made by an actual person which is why like etsy exists but i think it's different from i wish instead of using the machine they used an actual assembly line factory worker <laughs> like so you know everything goes back to capital t capital p the problem and the problem is of course profits over people and that's really my conclusion to everything in my whole life. <laughs> we can't, we don't know. We this is this is just us, like you know, seeing how many problems there are. We don't have solutions. <laughs> I honestly think that's the best way to end this episode. Yep, I think I don't know. <laughs> Well, thanks so much for listening to this uh, two-parter anniversary episode. If you want to see our show notes with links to everything that we talked about today, um, that's at relay.fm slash pictorial. We're also on Twitter and Instagram, kind of on both, on at pictorialpod. <laughs> you know, sometimes I get COVID and I stop posting the links on the social media. Sorry, I'll get back to it. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> not a problem <laughs> anyway i'm also on instagram at quinster rose and i'm also on unfortunately still twitter for the time being but we'll see but definitely still on instagram as articulations v and i am definitely also on youtube as articulations and speaking of youtube we do have a youtube channel pictorial podcasts where you can see the video versions of our audio podcasts um a little while after audio versions have been out uh this one again it's going to be a little bit delayed but it might be for the best because some of the artworks by ai are pretty creepy so um stay tuned thanks for listening art enthusiasts